Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. And welcome to, to and welcome to episode two ten of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talkshoe. I'm Taylor Phillips along with Lewis Tenor. Frank Bajner will join us a bit, bit later on tonight. Or probably soon. Lewis, how are we doing tonight? We're doing good. Good. Big news of the day here. Um, former USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar is now being charged with 22 new counts of sexual assault. That's something to do with the uh, Michigan State University uh, gymnastics team. Uh, there we go. No, that's not, that's not Frank. I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, it is Frank. Yep, gotcha. All right, good. Yeah, sorry, I was was just getting set up. I was at a karaoke night. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But, ready to rock if you are. Yeah, we're on the air. All righty, sounds good. It's over a minute past ten, so, uh. Um, lot, lots of uh, lots of uh, things to discuss, but this is a post game. But uh, so uh, we'll, we're going to get to uh, the uh, gymnastic g- gymnastics doctor stuff uh, after the Michigan recap. Here, the Michigan Wolverines beat the uh, Rutgers Scarlet Knights sixty-eight to sixty-four. In Rutgers, New Jersey. Honestly, that was that game ended up being a lot closer than I expected because I mean Rutgers, I mean they're they're better than last year, but they're still lightly still pretty. They're they're still ass in the Big Ten, and I I thought Michigan was going to win by double digits because I figured they were the better team, but you know what? I say I say this all the time. It's always tough to go on the road and win at somebody else's barn. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. But I mean, you, sometimes you gotta fight for those wins. And I think if Michigan would have lost tonight, they could have they would have kissed the NCAA tournament goodbye, unless they ended up running the gauntlet in the Big Ten tournament. But you know what? That's off to John Beeline's bunch. They found a way to get it done. Sometimes you have to do that. I. I say I witnessed that last night when the high school team that I do some work for, Dundee High School, they went up to Dearborn and had to pull out a double OT win in a pretty back-and-forth game where a lot of stuff wasn't going their way. But, hey, sometimes you got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yes, that's true. Uh, 
there's a here's an interesting stat. Both Michigan and Rutgers shot around 40.7%. ESPN.com says exactly 40.7% exact team to be exact, but Michigan shot 22 of 54, Rutgers 24 of 59. I mean, it's amazing. You will, you will get the stats are that close. I mean, you're always going to look back at how many, what the missed shots were that you had. If you missed a, a couple of easy ones here or there, and you do that, and you're talking about a completely different ball game than a game like this. Uh huh. And Zach Irvin led the team in points with 16. Again, Derek Walton Jr. with with 13, three of 10 shooting. Uh, how, how about Zach Irvin stepping up two games in a row? I'll give I'll give I'll give I'll give him his due for that because I, a lot of my Michigan brethren on Twitter are constantly just ripping him to shreds when he's played real shitty and but you know what he but you know what you have you have to give him credit he he bounced back I mean yep. I, I mean I don't mean to I got to go back to the Dundee game last night our leading scorer put up 31 points and 19 rebounds after he had been in a bit of a funk, getting held to under 10 points in consecutive outings. So, I mean, there's times where that happens. You get a guy who's normally reliable, ends up playing like shit for a couple of games, and then somehow is able to turn it on at the right time. So, I mean, all I can say is that's basketball. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also, Muhammad Ali, Abdul Rahman with 14, DJ Wilson with 10. Uh, it was, uh, it, yeah, that was a close one. Yeah, but at, the, at this at this point in the season, if you're Michigan, you'll you'll take a win any way you get. It doesn't matter if you win by one or if you win by 41. You'll a win a win's a win at this point. So I mean, it was a game they needed to win. So they did it, and they stay, they are able to keep their NCAA tournament hopes alive for at least another few days. Zach Irvin still doesn't do too well at the free throw line. He's only three for eight in free throws, bringing Michigan's nice. free throw percentage down to 60.9%. Derek Walton Jr., five of seven. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali Abdul-Rahman, four of six. Those those are all nine misses right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, close games when you're on the losing end. You look at your how many free throws you miss, and you think you make some, you end up winning the game. We well, have to think if Michigan wasn't doing all that well from the line tonight, you look in a couple of misses here and there, and then you're in some bad trouble. But hey, I think that that's something that I think Beeline and company are going to be looking at real hard, saying, "Hey, guys." We got we got to be better at hitting our free throws because you do that against the wrong team in a close game, you're gonna get your ass in trouble. That's true. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Corey Sanders and Mike Williams, fifteen and fourteen points. Nigel Johnson off the bench with 12 points. Michigan. Uh, Michigan plays uh, Purdue on the 25th. 
at home, back at Chrysler Center, the, the now 14th-ranked Purdue Boilermakers at 4 o'clock on ESPN2. Purdue, uh, the way they manhandled the Michigan State Spartans, that, that was in let. I mean, that was in West Lafayette, but um, Michigan. Not very many of Michigan State's players stepped up. Michigan, Michigan's players stepped up at Rutgers tonight. They're starting. They're starting five. DJ, also, even Mo Wagner with eight points and six rebounds, only three of nine shooting. But um, he, he was very. He was very close to double digits, and um, that could have. That could have uh, that could have been key if if, if uh, he if he reached that. But um, the, the starting five was the uh, was the story of the story of the night for Michigan. I mean, you, you talked about that upcoming Purdue game. I mean, guy, a guy I do a radio show with on Saturdays on uh, WXT out Toledo, Eric Lawson. He's a basketball coach. He says. It all depends how well you match up with guys. And Michigan State, they didn't match up well with Purdue, especially the front line of Haas and Swanigan. So I think I really think Michigan, they matched up somewhat better with Wilson and Bogner in that front court. But I, I don't, I don't see, I see Purdue still winning that game because I think it's going to be too, because. I think we could say safe to say Caleb Swanigan is going to win Big Ten Player of the Year, and I think he's going to be too much for Mo Wagner and DJ Wilson to handle in that game. And plus, Purdue is leading is leading the Big Ten in three point shooting percentage as well. So I mean, you try and shut you do everything thing to shut Swanigan down. Purdue's just going to burn you outside. So that's what that's why I think that that it'll. Michigan will be able to – they might be able to hang around that game, but I, I think Purdue wins probably by at least anywhere from 10 to 12 points in that one. Mm-hmm. D.J. Wilson also with uh, double-double, completing it with uh, 11 rebounds with his 10 points, 4 of 10 from the, from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3 in 28 minutes. Wolverines improved to 18 and 10 overall, 8 and 7 in the Big Ten. Rutgers 13 and 13 and 16 overall, and 2 and 14 in the Big Ten. I mean, I mean, you can tell by using that hint that that uh, Michigan should have won at least somewhat bigger than they did tonight. Exactly. Hey, but you know what? Some, at this point in the season, you take a win any way you can get it, especially when you're on the tournament bubble. Because if you, like I said, if this would have been a loss, you would have kissed Michigan would have kissed the NCAA tournament goodbye. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well. That's uh, Michigan Rutgers recap. Now the now the biggest news of the day, uh, the night actually, according to the Le- the Lansing uh, State Journal, uh, Matt Mancarini, 
uh, former USA Gymnastics uh, doctor, Larry Nassar, was charged with 22 new counts of sexual assault. Uh, he operated a clinic at Michigan State University, uh, which we, which he worked with members of the Spartans gymnastics team, the women's gymnastics team, as well as other gymnasts from the from the area. According yeah. to Mencarini, over half of the 22 new charges relate to Nassar's work work at the Michigan State Clinic. The Michigan Attorney General's office first obtained a warrant for Nassar's arrest last November on sexual assault, sexual assault charges. Men Carini and Christopher Haxel reported the alleged assaults occurred from 1998 until 2005 at Nassar's home and involved at least one victim younger than 13. <laughs> Federal authorities also indicted Nassar on two child pornography charges in December. In addition to his work at Michigan State, Nassar served on the staff of the USA Gymnastics until the fall of 2015. On Sunday, former Team USA gymnast Jeanette Antolin, Jamie Dancher, and Jessica Howard spoke with six CBS 60 Minutes about their experiences with Nassar. The, the, the three detailed how Nassar allegedly molested them while examining possible injuries. So uh, here, here's a YouTube video. I mean, I'll, first let me just say that it's good that He's going to get his due and pay for what he did. And you know what? I, I told you, I necessarily I said, you know what? This guy can rot in hell. Bro, mm-hmm. all, that, all that shit he pulled, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so furious that the, dude, the, guy, the guy was a medical doctor, for God's sake. And he had the gall to do that to those girls. I mean, if you're that if you're that fucking stupid, you deserve to rot in prison for the rest of your goddamn life. Yeah. Because look, look, my 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 best friend, he is a doctor down in Savannah, Georgia. I went to his graduation ceremony. I mean, I I couldn't recite the oath that they tell you to take, but I I know damn well that you have a lot of integrity on the line as a doctor. No matter what what form of medicine you practice, and the fact that he had to go stoop that low and be that cowardly to go and molest girls, you know what? You can rot and put for the rest of your fucking life, Nasser. You'll get what you deserve. You're gonna get what's coming to you. Look, I'm just I'm just I'm just so pissed off about it right now. You know, I'm, I'm not blaming I'm not one that pay, I'm not one that pays attention to 
the women's gymnastics. I mean, except for when it's the Summer Olympics, I might tune in a little bit here and there. But the fact that he did all this, he's going to be mentioned in the same sentence with Jerry Sandusky, for fuck's sake. And you uh-huh. know, Michigan State's going to have to deal with that as well. I mean, granted, it was. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to compare the, those two guys, guys in any way, shape, or form. Because I mean, some people say what Sandusky did was much worse. But you know what? Sexual assault is sexual assault. I don't care who the fuck you do it to, or how many people you do it to. It's still the same fucking crime. You deserve to rot in prison. Exactly. Larry. All the girls liked Larry. He was like my buddy. He was on my side. He was so sure of himself. And as a young girl, you're confused. You don't know what's going on. Jessica Howard was the U.S. national champion in rhythmic gymnastics from 1999 to 2001. Very creative, innovative skills. Jeanette Dantelin competed with the U.S. in a sport where injuries are common. And the professional they turned to for help staying in competition was this man, seen here in instructional videos he posted on his website. Lawrence Nasser, an osteopathic physician, was one of the most famous doctors in the world of gymnastics. As a trainer and doctor, he worked with Olympic and national women's artistic gymnastics teams for more than two decades. That's him right after Kerry Strug's famous ankle injury in the 1996 Olympics. And that's him today. Since December, he's been held without bail in Michigan, where he worked at Michigan State University's Sports Medicine Clinic. He's charged with possession of child pornography and criminal sexual conduct involving the daughter of a family friend. Investigators were able to make the case against him because gymnasts went public after years of silence. The police and FBI are now investigating dozens of other cases involving NASA, some decades old, others within the last two years. Dancer off to a great start. Jamie Dancer says she started seeing Dr. Nasser around 1995 after she became a member of the U.S. Junior National Team. I started having really bad lower back pain on my right side of my back. Um, so I went to him for my back pain. What specifically was he doing? He would put his fingers inside of me. Um, Man. Move my legs around. He would tell me I was going to feel a pop and that that would put my hips back and help my back pain. How old were you then when he first did that procedure? I was either 13 or 14. I was 15 years old and I had a hip problem, a very severe hip problem. USA Gymnastics suggested that I go to the Crowley Ranch to work with their doctor. The Caroli Ranch outside Houston, Texas, is a mecca for elite gymnasts who have given up any semblance of normal childhood to pursue their Olympic cabins on the property. And Dr. Natcher would be there to provide medical treatment. He started massaging me, and um, he had asked me not to wear any underwear. Oh, boy. And then he just continued to go into more and more intimate places. And when that happened, what what was going through your head? I remember thinking something was off. 
but I didn't feel like I was able to say anything because he was, you know, this very high-profile doctor, and I was very lucky to be at the ranch working with him. Did any of the other girls in your cabin talk to you about Dr. Nasser? Yes. The girls would say, yeah, he touches you funny. In my mind, I was like, if this helps, I'll do anything. Did you ever complain to anybody about it? No. Why not? It was treatment. You don't complain about treatment? <laughs> Dr. Nasser has pled not guilty to the charges against him in Michigan. In a statement from his lawyers, he has defended his treatment as legitimate. There is a rare therapy for back and hip pain where specialists massage areas inside the vagina. But for a minor, it's expected such a procedure should involve a chaperone and use of a glove. Did he use a glove? No. And how many times did you have this kind of a procedure? I mean, it happened all the way to the Olympics in Sydney. I was 18. So the time you were around 13 or so until 18. Yeah. And it was just, in your mind, normal medical treatment. You've got a 52-year-old man placing his hand in the vagina of nine-year-olds, ungloved, for no good reason. Wrong. California attorney John... Nine-year-old. ...and some women we interviewed, <sighs> 40 others, one as young as nine years old, and most under 18 at the time they say they were abused. How many women do you think... He did that, too. We know uh, that there are at least 60 that have come forward. So my best uh, estimate is it, it's in the hundreds and possibly oh. Are you saying oh that number? The hundreds? Oh, my God. Jesus oh. Christ. I know. You know You know what? We. I, I'll just go ahead. Put this stupid fucker on the same level as Jerry Sandusky. I can't believe yeah. he would do that. Yeah. You know. You know what? If I if I was a father and I had a daughter who experienced that, that son of a bitch would be dead right now. Oh, baby, yeah. I don't care. I would have done time, time if I would have killed him. The fact that he would do that, if I was a father, you're goddamn right. That man would be dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I look, guys. I, I'm. Shoot I'm him. sorry if I. I'm sorry if I sound crazy, but you know what? Not crazy if at all. One, if there is, if there is no. one thing that I cannot yeah. stand, it's it is prof- it is medical professionals who cross the who don't just cross the line, but spit on it and run about fifty miles past it. Wow, that that's saying something right there. From Rio and from London were affected by Dr. Nasser that they were abused by him. I believe what at the end of the day, there are members of every single Olympic team since 1996 he did this to. That's what we're going to end up with. What makes you so sure about that? Because this is somebody who is a serial predator, but the story here is that no one was watching to protect these girls, and they put metals and money first. By they, Manly means USA Gymnastics. Talk about not holding yourself accountable. Nobody nobody else. I mean, who do you blame it on? The rest of the gymnastics uh, coaching staff? Or uh, what, what do you, what, who do you blame it on? The event staff? I mean, I blame it on, I blame it on, I, I mean, I only blame this on NASA himself, but um, 
if 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 others were to be held accountable for not watching those girls, not protecting them from from uh, what what went down, who do you blame? What say you, Frank? You're you're absolutely right. I mean, look, I, I've said it. Nasser is going to pay the ultimate price for what he did. However, the fact that there was nobody there watching what was going on, and you're you they essentially swept it under the rug. Like no nothing to see here. You covered it up. You're you're just as guilty as he is. I mean, I don't care if it's mm-hmm. USA Gymnastics. Whoever was involved there, they should get. They had better get their day in court, and they had better pay the consequences. And if they're still involved with USA Gymnastics or the U.S. Olympic team in any capacity, he, they should be banned from being affiliated. In addition to serving any prison time or jail time or whatever. Everybody, everybody gets the most severe punishment. I don't care who it is. Yeah, but most importantly, it, they they all should be fired. Exactly. Yeah. Fired, banned for life. You can't come back again. And you're you're just as guilty as he is because if you because you you help you helped cover it up. You co- you covered it up. You're just as guilty. Exactly. Except the Carolis. He's not arguing they knew anything about sexual abuse. Many years went by before the women we interviewed complained to anyone in authority. But part of the reason for that, Manley argues, was a high-pressure, emotionally abusive environment at the ranch, which he says made it easy for Nasser to win the girls' trust. I mean, the, the, like, yelling and screaming, that was, like, normal. Really? Yeah. What kind of abusive things were said to you? It, it was never good enough. You're not good enough. The pressure that they put on you to be perfection for them, it was very overwhelming and stressful. It was an environment of fear. And he stepped in and be. Now let's stop this for a second. Let's pause this for a second. You expect now, Larry Nassar was expecting his victims to be perfect for him in every aspect while he tried to do his job, while he tried to uh, commit his crimes of sexual assault and possession of child pornography and whatever. Um, but I mean, that, that's. That's the worst part of that of that crime, of those crimes that Nassar committed, and and that's just even even more disgusting and more painful to for those victims to take. I'm not sure what more I can say to that other than you're absolutely dead on. Mm-hmm. Came the good guy. Doctor Nasser, Doctor Nasser did. He gave him candy. He gave him encouragement. He acted like he cared about them. No one else there 
gave that impression. What were these girls so afraid of not being able to fulfill their dream? I mean, you've given up your childhood and you've given up your adolescence to represent your country. And the Corollis and the selection team who are there have control on who goes. So your fate is in their hands. You must do what they say. On behalf of the women, Attorney Manley is suing the Corollis and USA Gymnastics for failing to protect their athletes. USA Gymnastics President Steve Penny declined to speak. So, so there's the punishment. They're getting sued for not protecting their gymnasts. So, um, what what do you think? What it what it what it what that punishment uh, for those non-protectors uh, would have been uh, would have been um, uh, would have been uh, would have been even uh, worse than that, or would have would have would have stayed the same. It can't be less than that. I mean, honestly, my belief is if they, if they covered up what Larry Nasser did, they should be they should get the same punishment as he is. But since we since our legal system has rules and regulations, I think they'll end, they'll end up doing time. I mean, they'll get sued. And you know what? They should be. They should be sued for every goddamn penny they have. They have every damage. And you know what? They'll get, they'll get their due. They'll get their day in court. They're going to pay for what they did. And they're going to have to li- And they're going to live with the decisions they made to cover up what Larry Nasser did for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, even more here. With us on camera about Dr. Nasser. In a statement, the organization said it is appalled that anyone would exploit a young athlete or child in this manner. USA Gymnastics first learned of an athlete's concern about Dr. Nasser in June 2015, the statement said. Five weeks later, after an internal review, it reported him to the FBI and relieved him of any further assignments. USA Gymnastics told us it has long had a policy that adult staff should avoid being alone with a minor. How often were you alone with him? Most of the time. Just in the treatment area or also in your bedroom? In our um, cabin. Uh-huh. They were like cabins. Yeah. So that's like your bedroom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the Corollis know that Dr. Nasser was alone with you for these treatments? Yeah. How, how do you know that? Well, they had to know. I mean, there there was no one else sent with him. Okay, uh, those words that I read, avoid being alone with a minor. What are your thoughts? Avoid being alone with a minor. Well, I think... If you don't if you don't follow that then then I, I'm sorry guys I, I I I'm just, I'm just so pissed off about this I I'm speechless can't say I blame you yeah I mean if you can't if it says avoid being alone with a minor and you don't pay attention to that then. Then, no, then nobody should feel the least bit sorry for you. 
How does a well-respected doctor for over three decades resort to something like this? Man, I, I, that's that's uh, really really tough to tell. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, my good. I I I mean, it, it basically gives anybody who who has gone who's gone to medical school to become a doctor. It it really kind of gives doctors as a whole a black eye. Yeah. My like I oh. said, my my best friend, he he's currently down in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, he is he's a doctor. I mean, to, I mean, look, I, I mean, we all know that going through medical school is no is no easy trip. I mean, my, seeing what my friend went through, all all the hard work he put in. And I mean, there was some other stuff he had to deal with too that I can't really make mention of. But knowing that he went through all all that just so he could be a, a medical doctor, I mean, he's he's not work. I mean, to get to where he's at now, I mean, all that work you go through, what what would make you want to throw it all away? Make you want to just piss it all away? All that you had to go through to achieve a lifelong dream you had as a kid. All the all the yeah. countless hours of studying, all the the work you did, all the research projects you did, and, and then even even then you still you walk across to walk across that stage, stage and get your hood. And I mean that that mo- just in that moment too. I mean I like I said. Don't know what what my best friend, who is the closest thing to a brother that I have, knowing what he went through and to finally see him get what he did. I mean, it's the the just knowing that he had accomplished what he had set out to do. And now he's going. I mean, he's going out and doing living living his dream. I just don't understand why anyone would want to take. All those years that you put into this, put into your dream, put into your passion, and just piss it all away. Mm-hmm. I I just don't understand it. Well, well, you uh, here's the thing: you keep getting away with doing that all those years until someone catches you and. And exposes you, and and all of it unfolds, and you're you're in deep deep shit. Exactly. It's you not in a way. It, it's uh, it it's uh, uh, well maybe well yeah actually it is because uh, you, you're doing your work and you're committing a crime at the same time, and that's that's suicidal to your career. Major. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, especially that oath they make they make you recite at once you on your graduation day from medical school. I mean, I I can I cannot tell I cannot tell you what it is, but I mean, I'm sure they tell you. But the the gist of it is, you're gonna you'll you'll practice medicine with integrity. You won't you you won't abuse it. You won't get you won't Give it to some. You won't just give somebody some um, drug without knowing their issues. I mean, you'll 
you'll respect people's boundaries. And the fact that Larry Nasser decided to cross that line. No, 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 no. Let me, let me rephrase that. He didn't cross the line. He basically looked at line. He wiped his ass on it. And he ran about 50 miles past it saying, I'll do whatever the fuck I please. And I might, it might be, I might be helping him out uh, because there's, I guess there's some evidence saying that whatever the fuck he did will, will make you better. But he basically they just ignored integrity and honesty and just said, I don't care. I'll do what I want. And this was a murder. He got and he and he got caught. And like I said, he's gonna get what's coming for him. And he's gonna have the rest of his life to think about it. That's true. And that's the thing too. Think like. In, in the bed? Why was it like the treatment was in the bed? In my bed that I slept on at the ranch. Bella and Martha Caroli declined to give us an interview, but in a statement they said they were never aware that Nasser was performing this procedure or was visiting athletes in their rooms without supervision. They also denied Right, because you didn't because you didn't even watch your damn players, you idiot. And that there was an emotionally abusive environment at the ranch. You Long before Dr. Nasser's arrest late last year, USA Gymnastics was facing criticism over its handling of sexual abuse complaints about coaches and its member gyms throughout the country. According to an investigation published by the Indy Star in August, USA Gymnastics received a complaint that one of its coaches, William McCabe, should be locked up before someone is raped but did not report it to the authorities at the time. It was only after the mother of a gymnast called the FBI seven years later that McCabe was sentenced to 30 years in prison for sexually exploiting gymnasts. Marvin Sharp was named USA Gymnastics Women's Coach of the Year in 2010, but was the subject of a sexual abuse complaint the following year. USA Gymnastics didn't report Sharp to the police until four years later when another complaint came in. Sharp killed himself in jail while facing molestation and child pornography charges. An association has a responsibility or should have a responsibility, and that is to take care of its members. And do you think USA Gymnastics has done that? Sharp killed himself in jail? Well, guilt caught up with him. Well, uh, let's... Now we have a now we have a question on about now we have the same question with Larry Nasser. Should should he stay alive in prison or should he kill himself? Frank, what say you? You know, I no, I don't if think it so. was if it, if it was up to me, I I would have him in an Admax facility, which is a maximum security prison. In which you're, which inmates are in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day, because if he if he goes to any other prison, um, I I I mean you hear stories where other inmates 
if there's any, if there's two things they don't take kindly to, it's woman beaters and child molesters. They don't take inmates don't take too kindly to them, and he may he's going to be wishing that he was in solitary confinement. Yeah, absolutely. No. Senator Dianne Feinstein is the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. She's met with the women we interviewed and other gymnasts and is now working on legislation to correct what she sees as a problem in the reporting of sexual abuse complaints. If an amateur athletic association like USA Gymnastics receives a complaint, an allegation, they must report it right away to local police and the United States Attorney. Right. So this wouldn't apply just to gymnastics. It would apply to all Olympic sports that have a national governing body? All amateur athletic organizations. That's right. What I like about this routine is she has a real variety of skills. It's been nearly two decades since the women we interviewed competed at the highest level of their sport. She's a young, new, up-and-coming star. She has really been having the meat of her life. Today, they say they're still grappling with the psychological impact of their competitive careers. Jeanette Antolin told us it was only last year, after speaking with other gymnasts, that she realized Dr. Nasser hadn't been helping her with her back pain after all. It was like, almost like a light bulb went off. Like, oh my gosh. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I trusted this man. And just knowing how vulnerable I was as a kid to even not even think that something like that would be inappropriate just ruined me. Well, there you have it. There you have it. So this is not the first time um, a doctor or, or any male that, that's uh, affiliated with a gymnastics, with any gymnastics team that has gotten into such trouble for uh, sexually exploiting young students and, and uh, female gymnastics female gymnast, William McKay, back in 1988. I mean, it it really just goes to show that that, that it it goes deeper than just the the team doctors. It went went way up to the heads of, of the various governing bodies. They were just willing to hide stuff because, you know what, we care too much about our image. Well, my father, my grandfather, who passed away a little more than a week ago, always taught me, always tell the truth, no matter what, because it needs to be heard. Just tell Telling a lie to cover something up just makes you guilty of what the other person did. Yep. I'm to apply right here. I'm going to screen it. Uh, 
first that's the first fly of 2017 that I witnessed in my apartment. <laughs> well, well, it did, anyway. it, did get, it did get up to 73 degrees down where I, I live, so <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's it's spring again, guys. <laughs> Even though it's only February 22nd. Hey, I, so, hey, I, it could, hey, I don't, I don't mind it. The rest of, the rest of February and March can be like this. I'll, I'll gladly take it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this just in here: the uh, second round of the DSR Worst Detroit Sport, the the second round of the DSR Worst Detroit Sports Media Personality Tournament is underway in the Jason Dixon region. And the Gene Myers region, right now, Paul Woods in the Jason Dixon region leads Jim Price 71% to 29%. Jeff Rieger leads Ansar Khan 68% to 32%. Lynn Henning leads Matthew B. Mowry 88% to 12%. That's, that's inevitable. Bob Wanowski leads Jeff Seidel 61% to 39%. Chris Officer Brady McCoskey, as I like to call him too, 60, leads Rod Allen 69 point, 69% to 31% in the Gene Myers region. Also in the Gene, also in the Gene Myers region. Matt Derry leads David Mayo 76% to 24%. Dan Leach, the sixth seed in the Gene Myers region, leads the third seed, Pat, wait, Pat Caputo, pardon me, the three seed, leads Dan Leach, the sixth seed, 53% to 47%. Pat Caputo is just plain stupid, and Dan Leach is still high on marijuana and very careless slapdick sticks. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. And finally, Anthony Fennick, the two seed in the Gene Myers regions, leading Graham Couch, who should be covering Lansing Sports. Instead, 77% to 23%. Anthony Fennick in the lead in that matchup. Second round. The uh, other second round... uh, Results are are already in. Scott Anderson beat Craig Monroe. Mitch Allen beat Matt Shepard. Mike Delaney beat Trevor Thompson. Elaine St. James beat Darren Elliott. Doug Karsh beat Ted Colfan. George Malik beat Vince Ellis. Greg Krupa smashed Jamie Samuelson, and Brad Galley just edged Tom Matherway 52% to 48%. Yeah, Scott Anderson, 83%. Mitch Albin, 70%. Mike Delaney, 66%. Helene St. James, 87%. Brad Galley, 50%. 52%. Greg Krupa, 68%. George Malik, 56%. Doug Karsh, 
those were the second those were the the first eight of the second round results in the DSR Worst Detroit Sports Media Personality Tournament. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I have to look up and see who I had in my final for that, but I, I I know I've I basically was trying to advance anyone uh, who is a Ken Holland apologist, <clears throat> St. James, <clears throat> Con, especially Krupa, George Malik. I was advancing him. I think I think I had. I'm pretty sure I had Krupa and Wojo in my final four. Mm-hmm. All right, I may and I may have. I can't remember who else I had. I think at one point I had the scarf in there, but I think I swapped her out for Barb Brady. Uh-huh. But I, I, don't, I don't remember who the other one was. I, uh, I was trying to go to my Twitter, but I, I can't load my tweets right now, so I'll have to, I'll have to look at that later. <laughs> was, but basically, I was trying to. I basically was voting for anyone who was. Who was fucking Ken Holland's dick? Yeah. Uh, especially Wojo, which, how can that guy talk with both Ken Holland and Jim Harbaugh's dicks in his mouth? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'll just, uh, I think, I'm not. I just can't wait to see who ends up winning it. I mean, my hope. I'm hoping that I, I would like. I'd like to see Krupa or Wojo win it, but who knows? If, if Bar Brady wins it, I wouldn't be too mad. And I mean, I don't remember who my other semifinalist was. I have to look that up. But it was it was definitely an an interesting field this year. I think here, so we'll see who wins that, and hopefully. Our good friend, Mr. Jeff Moss, periscopes the reaction of whoever receives the trophy. Yeah, Jeff Moss hasn't hasn't been on Periscope, uh, I think, either Monday night or Tuesday night last week. Yeah, well, yeah, because he did the unveiling of a bracket, and then I guess he periscoped his, something with his dog, Marlo. Oh, mess oh yeah, I got I got him as Doc Marlowe, actually in Manson. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just hope hope I'm hoping he hoping he does something, dude. He always and Jeff always has some good stuff to say. I would love. I'm hope I'm just hoping that that he does another one where he completely rips Cat Hollow to shreds because that stuff is gold right there. Yeah. I mean the one the one where he, I think it was the the first one he did uh, back at the end of January. I, I ended up watching that one several times because he basically went after Holland, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Moss did. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first one where yeah. he was going. Where he was going after Holland, and I know I know he went I know he went after him for when he was on uh, Jamie and Stony, and he was trying to give his what whatever the fuck it was history lesson about defensemen. Uh, you know I, but I, I do I will have to, I do have to give props 
because Ryan Schuling out in Lansing, he finally got on the Fire 10 Holland spot. The bus which I started driving two years ago. So it's it's finally good to see that people are starting to come around to it and are realizing how much of a fucking disaster the Red Wings are and how Ken Holland is essentially the Bernie Madoff of NHL GMs, as Moss would put it. Yeah. And we're going to get to the Red Wings. uh, We're going to get to more Red Wings uh, in a second, but um, back to the NASCAR stuff here. Um, uh, Let's see. Yeah, Attorney General Bill Chouette was was quoting uh, this guy is a monster. What he what he did under the under this disguise this guy's this guy's yes this hoax of providing medical treatment to young women who had injuries and what he did shocks the court shocks the conscience shocks the conscience and it rocks you in every way in every worst way. Um, he, uh, uh, Nassar was, uh, went, was facing those sexual conduct charges in the 55th district court in Ingham County and district and district court in Eaton County, officials said. So um, later in the bottom of this article at Lansing at uh, LansingStateJournal.com article.com's articles article um, in all Nassar faces 25 sexual assault char- charges in state courts and three child pornography charges in federal courts. So that's 28 to be exact. So not just 22. 28 total. Well, he's basically going to be staying in jail for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yep, of course. So, uh, have, they said, have they said anything when uh, his next court date will be? Next court date. I... Um, I'm trying to look into it right now. Um, oh, there it is. Dr. Larry Nassar is expected to be arraigned in the What's Next segment in Ingham County's 55th District Court at 10 a.m. Thursday and in Eaton County District Court at 1 p.m. that same day. And just five minutes thereafter, the Tigers will uh, start their spring training schedule, games, exhibition game schedule, at Joker Martin Stadium in Lakeland, Florida, at 105 against the Florida Southern College Moccasins. Can't wait for that. I know. We can finally say baseball is back. <laughs> uh-huh. So, with that being said, Red Wings forward Drew Miller 
was telling the media he can't wait. He is actually hoping. He's telling the media, quote, hopefully I get traded, unquote, before the deadline. Ken Holland uh, put Drew Miller on waivers twice, and he cleared them both times. The second time, he um, he was uh, he he cleared waivers. The Red Wings called him up again, and and then Miller, after that, didn't wasn't playing much or at all as of late, for that matter. Drew Miller was is still begging to be traded. So uh, Drew, so we should expect Drew Miller to be on the market. And yeah, Brad Galley has made his first shitty sixteen. Jeff Moss tweeted at Jeff Moss DSR. I'm going to celebrate by shoving Harry Potter's wand up my ass. Oh brother, yeah. But anyways, back back to what you were saying about Miller asking for a trade. I mean, the guy got waived twice. Teams could have had him for slot diddly shit, and they don't claim him. So what the fuck does he think he's gonna get traded somewhere for? He's pro- he's probably you know what the thing with Miller. He's pro- he may just end up being stuck in the American Hockey League or the ECHL for the rest of his career. That's about all, that's about all you. That's about the level where he's going to be able to, to compete at. Or better yet, just just retire already. He's got yeah, I mean, if you if you want to keep playing, find a beer league. You can play in that. I mean, because I mean, thing is, he's he's the younger of isn't he the younger of the two Miller brothers? Because I think Ryan's the older one. Is that right? Oh, well, yeah. That's it. Well, because I because I'm pretty sure that Ryan Miller is in the he's in the final year of his contract with the Canucks, and I think Father Time has caught up with him. So, honestly, I, th- I think both – it might be time for both Miller boys to hang them up. Yep. So, just, so you know what, after the season, say, you know what, we've played our last game, we've had our, we've had our great careers, enjoyed it very much, but we're just both going to go sit on the back porch – Crack open a couple of cold ones and all the career. Mm-hmm. Got to wait. Your time is new. Yep. Also, uh, Pistons reportedly. Oh, the Pistons are now reportedly uh, open to trading Andre Drummond and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Drummond doesn't surprise me. But I mean, KCP. I mean, yeah. I th- I think they realize that he's going to be due a pretty hefty raise, and they and they really don't want to have to for to end up in cap hell. 
So I think they're just trying to get him off the books. And plus, KCP has been real inconsistent as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I believe the trade deadline is tomorrow in the NBA. Is it at 3 o'clock? Yeah, it's 3 o'clock. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Oh, man. So it's good. I have tomorrow completely off. I'm going to... I'm gonna keep my eyes on. I'm gonna keep my eyes on this. Okay. I'll be. I'll definitely be paying attention to it as well. Uh, I'll see what see what happens because right. I mean, it's, it'd be interesting to see what the Pistons would get in return for both those guys because I believe right now they're sitting in the eighth spot in the East and they could. I mean, if you do, if you end up getting the right players and doing the right things, you possibly jump up to six. I mean, I don't think you get real far in the playoffs, but you know what? You, It's, it's just, it's real interesting because you got guys who you can sell off, but you know what? You can get a really nice haul in return. And it's, 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 it's an interesting situation. I mean, we can, we can only hope that they end up moving, they move the right guys and get a nice enough return. And hopefully that Dan Van Gundy and Jeff Bauer, we ho- hopefully they're not as dumb as Vladdy Divac is. I may uh, do a special report on Blog Talk Radio to should the Pistons make any trade whatsoever by the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, just uh, just send me a link where I can where I can hear that. I that I could I've got I've actually got to do public address for the game tomorrow night. Mhm. Three o'clock tomorrow is the is the trade deadline. I I believe that's gonna that's going to be um, that's going to be the uh, starting time of my uh, special report on Blog Talk Radio and Michigan Sports Truth. Alrighty, so, man, yeah, just uh, just send me a link because I know I'll be I'll be at work at three o'clock, so I will unfortunately I wouldn't be able to call. But I mean, if you could just send me a link where I can at least give it a listen, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah, and then I believe, I believe it's uh, uh, March first at three o'clock is the NHL's trade deadline, and mm-hmm. I'm just ho- I'm just hoping that they sell, 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 and sell some more. I actually saw TSN's trade bait list, which is expanded up to forty names. Both uh, Thomas Vanek and Brendan Smith are on that list. And I know Smith has been mentioned in trade rumors. And I know that I think kind of the, the the first significant domino to fall was the Coyotes sending Michael Stone to Calgary for a couple of draft picks. So I think if Holland was looking to move Smith somewhere, let's say to – Let's say for sake of argument to the Penguins, he could end up getting a couple of mid-round draft picks in return, or 
Maybe send him to the Edmonton Oilers because Edmonton could use a defenseman. I mean, I, I've said that all along they should just send send Mike Green and Thomas Vanek and maybe Goose, maybe or or Gustav Nyquist to Edmonton and then get get a prospect like Darnell Nurse in return, a draft pick and. Maybe one of their maybe one of their roster players who they're saying and eh, they're expendable now because uh, and then I think that would definitely help the Oilers and then the Wings get a draft pick and then get someone in Nurse who would be a young defenseman and who could be a key contributor down the line. But you know what? I just I just I'm just really hoping the Wings just sell, just burn the fucker to the ground. Start over, clean house, do whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I there were there were people saying this to me too. That oh, you know, we beat the Penguins and the Capitals in consecutive games. We're getting back in the picture. Bullshit. That was proven to be a mirage after you lost to the Islanders last night. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, one of my friends told me on Facebook says, I. I'm going to root for a team that wants to make the playoffs. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that nobody wants to make it. It's not what will happen. It's what should happen. This is a team that just needs to follow the process, go in the tank, and just say, you know what? We're, we've been stuck in a hamster wheel. It's time to go in a new direction. That's true. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if Justin Nyquist gets traded, given the fact that he's still suspended for, I, I believe it's Six now games. three more. Well, three, well, uh, three, well, more, three more. I believe. Yeah. Because he got. Well, oh no, wait. It would be four, it would be two more because he because he served four games already. Yeah, the Red Wings have a week. Yeah, the Red Wings are are having off until next Tuesday when they play the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena in Vancouver at 10 o'clock. They begin their uh, three-game Western Canada road trip. Then they go to Toronto and then Boston. Can't, can't wait for the Red Wings to... Uh, Get shellacked in all five of those games. Yeah, they will. They're, I mean, Van, Vancouver. I know they've beaten this season, and I don't think I don't see them winning in Calgary. They for sure are not beating Edmonton, and I de- and they're definitely not going to win in Toronto or Boston. So, hopefully, by March first, they just say, you know what, it's over. Let's just sell. We're not making the playoffs. Mm. I just, I just don't understand why they get why even fans get so enamored with this fucking playoff streak. What good does it do if you just get in and get jail sex in the first round? Especially Nothing. in five games. Yeah, it doesn't do any good. And people say, 
Oh, well, you know, they could easily pull off what the Ducks did all three. I don't give a shit. They compa- they make comparisons Doesn't to matter. the three Anaheim yeah. Ducks or the 2006 Edmonton Oilers or the 2012 LA Kings. Well, let me tell you something. Those teams actually had great goaltending and the Spetsmen who were elite. That Oilers team in 06 had Chris Pronger and Jason Smith on their blue line. That Kings team had Drew Doughty. The Red Wings don't have anybody who pisses in the same toilet as those three guys. Right. Because uh, Chris Carter, those uh, defensemen like Chris Carter and Chris Jones. Carter, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Carter, yeah. And Jeff, uh, yeah, they had Jeff Carter on the Kings, and that, that that Kings team had they they had their core. They had they acquired Carter at the trade deadline. They had Drew Doughty, who was one of the best defensemen in the NHL, and Jonathan Quick, who was one of the best goalies. And I mean, they were they weren't a team that was gonna beat you with goal scoring, but they were gonna but you were gonna have to earn every goal scored your team scored because if you weren't scoring out of them, it was going to be a lot of one to nothing, two one games. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. Uh, those are close games, don't get me wrong, but we yeah. still want the Red Wings to lose in regulation. Exactly. And you know what? Just need to go in the tank and Get a lottery pick where you can draft Nico Hershire or uh, Timothy Lilligren or Nolan Patrick. It's just, it's just time to go in the lottery. People say, oh, I love it. Look, I, I'll, I'll admit, there's no Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid or Patrick Line in this draft. But you know what? The, dra- the 2014 draft, that was said to be a weak draft. Look who came out of that. Aaron Ekblad was the number one pick. He, kid's a, that kid's a stud defenseman. Dylan Larkin came out of that draft. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going to – there will be guys you'll find early on. I mean, but, I mean, it all goes down to – I mean, it's really all going to boil down to how you develop your players. Because I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in player development. You got you get your guys in your system, and you have to get them. You get them with the right coaches and the working with the right people. They're gonna do great. They'll do great things. I mean, look, I know you guys know my disdain for Ken Holland, mm-hmm. but I mean, look, guys like Dotsuk and Zetterberg, guys who were found by Hawk and Anderson in the late rounds of the '98-'99 draft. They got those guys excelled because. They got in the right system with the right players and the right coaches. Mm-hmm. That's why they did good. That's how they developed. I mean, I I say this. I mean, I see this a lot with with high school basketball players. I I mean, I I've seen some talented players, but the thing is, they can only do so much. Much. I mean, they'll they'll carry a team. They'll do what they want. They can. 
But you want, but there's guys where you have to get them in the right with the right play with the right people in the right system, and then you go from someone like we don't even know who this guy is. The next thing you know, they've blossomed into a full blown star. And that's the difference between the right coaches, the right general managers, the right players being drafted. And uh, and Ken Holland and Jeff Blaschel. You're you're exactly right. And anybody that says, "Oh, rebuilds are going to take ten years," bullshit. They don't take ten years. Look at look at the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, it was 2013. They brought Darno Tekalainen in, and I mean, 2014 they made the playoffs. But again. I, I, I've said this hundreds and hundreds of times. You get the right people in the right places to do the right things, rebuilds can be done in less than five years. The Blue Jackets are proof of it. And he, hell, even the, even the Oilers, they got, let me, it was prior to the last season, they get Peter Chiarelli in to be the GM, Todd McClellan to be the coach. They had drafted Connor McDavid. But, I mean, it was – I mean, even though McDavid got hurt in this year, the Oilers were still a competitive team. I mean, again, right people in the right place to do the right job. And now you look at them now, they're, they're a playoff team. And, in, and, in, and even even the Toronto Maple Leafs, too, who getting back, getting Mike Babcock and Lou Lamorello and Brandon Shanahan in. That's another example. In fact, I, I may or may not have said it on here, but I want, there is a part of me that would just love to see a Maple Leafs versus Oilers Stanley Cup final, and I would seriously consider possibly making a trip to Toronto just to see it happen. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have a horse in that race. But just to see the two teams that – had to, that went through that were, were just run by a bunch of dipshit GMs and coaches to see that once they got the right people in and the, to see what they did in a short amount of time, time and get to that level, that'd be something I would want to see. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're absolutely right. Well, um, right now the uh, let's let's take a look at the uh, wild card standings right here. Not the wild card, but the league standings. I'm gonna get to the league standings here. The Red Wings are the fifth worst NHL team. Right now, they and the Vancouver Canucks have 58 points. But um, here's why the Canucks, why and how the Canucks uh, hold the tiebreaker for for uh, the the 25th spot ahead of the 26th spot. The Canucks are 26, 28, and six. The Red Wings are 24, 26, and 10. 
Vancouver has two more wins than Detroit has. And two more two more regulation losses than Detroit has. So that's even. The Red Wings have four more overtime losses than the Canucks have, if you do the math. So 26 and 28 in regulation, but 26 wins and 28 regulation losses to 24 and, and 26 seem uh, even, kind of. But um, 10 to 6 in overtime losses, that, that's what gets you behind the other team. For that 25th spot, I have the 26th spot in the NHL standings, the entire league standings. And that's good for the tanking process because the Red Wings are looking at a top-five draft pick right now. Uh, Let's see here. Only three games in hand right now. The, The Bruins... Bruins are in Anaheim, one nothing leading. Um, none of none of which only six teams playing tonight. None of which are in the bottom of the barrel. But um, we've also, but tomorrow we got a whole lot on hand, even though the Red Wings are not playing, and they get. And this is actually, and this is actually even better because while the Red Wings are not playing until next Tuesday, they can, they can hope for, uh, we can hope for, um, like uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars to surpass us. Absolutely. Wasn't, weren't, uh, wasn't Carolina playing Pittsburgh tonight? Was that, that was last night, night, actually. That was last night. The uh, yeah, that was last night. The Penguins won three to one in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, I kind of figured that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's actually six games on hand for tomorrow. Uh, the Avalanche are at the Nashville Predators at 8 o'clock. That's a free game. Uh, Pred, the Preds will probably win that because the the Avalanche are just a complete dumpster fire. Yeah. They, 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 are, they are the Rutgers of the NHL. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then on Thursday... Uh, Friday, rather Friday, the the Carolina Hurricanes host the Ottawa Senators. The Senators are in eleventh place at in the NHL, thirty two twenty and six, with seventy points. The Hurricanes twenty four twenty four and eight with fifty six points. They are tied in points with the Dallas Stars with fifty six. But the Hurricanes own the tiebreaker because the Stars are 23, 27, and 10 
Hurricanes 24-24-8. I honestly think Carolina could win that game because Ottawa just lost Bobby Ryan for up to six weeks, and that's Maybe. that's a significant loss for them. So I think Carolina might be able to steal one there. Yeah. They can avoid. The Hurricanes are trying to tank too, but um, if they want to, if, if they want to win, the Red Wings will take it. Us, us devoted Red Wing fans will take it. Let's see what else we got here. The uh, Dallas Stars host the Arizona Coyotes at 8:30 at American Airlines Center in in Dallas on Fox Sports Southwest Plus and. Yeah, I think Dallas will win. Dallas will, well, Dallas will likely end up winning that one because again, the the Coyotes are a match too. <laughs> and the coyote, the Coyotes, I think I'm a little bit more surprised that they're this bad because I, I actually, actually before the season started, I had them pegged as one of my wild cards in the West because I thought they had a nice. Ice foundation of players. There's the build around. I thought, you know what? The Pacific Division isn't going to be very strong, so they got a chance to sneak in. Ha ha ha! Jokes on me. Fox Sports uh, Arizona Plus as well. That that's the that's the channel that I was looking at. So four games on hand Friday, including the uh, Carolina Hurricanes hosting the Ottawa Senators and the Stars hosting the Arizona Coyotes. And then on Saturday, we have, wow, we got got plenty of games on hand. Hmm. Four, eight, eight games on hand. What? Eight games on hand. Yeah, including the uh, stadium series game at Heinz Field between the Flyers and Penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, the New Jersey Devils host the uh, – oh, yeah, 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 the stadium series classic, yeah. But the Devils are hosting the New York Rangers at 5 o'clock at Prudential Center on MSG Plus and MSG. Also, you got the uh, New York Islanders. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, that's not a bottom. That's Neither of them are in the bottom of the barrel. The Vancouver Canucks host the San Jose Sharks at 10 o'clock on CBC and Sportsnet 1. Oh, uh, yeah, I believe that's one, of the hockey, that's one of the Hockey Night in Canada games. Yes. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. The late one. And then the Colorado Avalanche at 10 o'clock host the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Where are the Buffalo Sabres here? 20, 22nd place are the Buffalo Sabres. 22. Chances for the Avalanche aren't that great either, but... Um, well, that... Yeah, I mean, that that game is basically 
the Battle of the Shits right there. Uh-huh. 22 at 30. Then on February 26th on Sunday, the Hurricanes host the Flames, Calgary, at 3 o'clock. The Stars play the, play the Bruins in Dallas at 12.30 on NBC. Quick thing about that one, I, I, I do have to make mention of this. That is actually going to be, Mark, the return of Dave Strader. He's the, play, the TV play-by-play voice for Dallas Stars. He's done some games on NBC before. He had been battling throat cancer, but it's going to be good. To, it's going to be good to hear to see him back in action. So I got got to say hats hats off to Dave Strader, and it's going to be great to see him back on the air. Also at eight thirty on Sunday, the Arizona Coyotes host the Buffalo Sabers. Twenty two at twenty nine in that matchup. Then next Monday, the New Jersey Devils host the Montreal Canadiens at 7. Then on Tuesday, the Wings return to action in Vancouver. Lots of games on hand. We have uh, on Tuesday, February 28th, uh, we got Nashville at Buffalo, uh, Carolina at Florida, Arizona at Arizona and Boston at 7, Carolina and at Florida at 7.30. We also got Pittsburgh at Dallas at 8.30. Uh, and Detroit at Vancouver at 10. Yep. No, no, nothing like uh, late-night hockey in Western Canada. Yes, so. Yep. Then the Wings have off until Friday, March 3rd, when they play the Flames in Calgary at Scotiabank Saddledome at 9 o'clock. Then the, ne- then the next night they play in Edmonton at Rogers Place, not Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Rogers Place in Edmonton used to be called Rexall Place Rex- well, oh, well, actually, after Rexall uh, Pharmacy. Yeah, well, well, Rogers Place is the Oilers' new barn because they closed. Rexall closed. Rexall Place closed down uh, last year. That that was a that was a building that had been open since '74, I believe. So that's so. Ro- yeah, I mean, so Ro- yeah, that used to be called Sky Reach Center. Yeah, and it was, that arena was so big. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean that was. I guess I guess you could probably. I don't know if you could call the old building the house that Gretzky built because it was pretty much built mm-hmm. after he came into the league. And he just he just he just helped add all those banners to the rafters. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there on that on the uh, NHL schedule here. So uh, that's 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 all the uh, material that, that we need to cover for tonight. Uh, we'll we'll uh, give out a uh, preview tomorrow after Lewis Tenor 
um, spews out the uh, scores, standings, and headlines from around the, the the rest of the entire sports world. Lewis, take it away. All right, oh, really? I'll, I'll do that. Right. Well, it's All a right. late one. Lewis, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to be turning it in for the night since oh. I've been at it since 4 o'clock this morning. So uh, oh, I'll, talk to you. I'll talk to you guys next time, gents. All right, thanks. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Quick preview. Yeah, quick preview. Uh, Nebraska at Michigan State Thursday at seven on ESPNU. You, your thoughts? I still think it's, I'm still calling it a must-win game for the Spartans because they're on that NCAA tournament bubble. They were able to win in Lincoln in the previous meeting, so they've got to be ready to take care of business. It's really gonna be interesting to see how well Matt McQuaid steps up with Aaron Harris done for if so. I mean, I think this is honestly, I mean, I'm a Michigan state fan myself, but this could very well be the last time we see Michigan state win in the regular season, because I don't see them beating Wisconsin for some, for some odd reason. I, I just, I'm just having a hard time seeing them beat Illinois. And I definitely don't think they're beating Maryland. So you know what? Get win the game, win this game, and then find a way to steal any of the remaining three, and then get a couple in the Big Ten tournament. So that'll that'll do it for me, gentlemen. I will talk at you next time. All right. Uh, yeah, let me know when you're available next week, okay, Frank? All righty, I will do that. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. You guys have a good one. Good night, Frank. Good night, Frank. All right, Lois, take it away. All righty. Well, it's a late night on the schedule since the NBA is still on their all from their all-star break, and there's only three games in the NHL right now, but there's college action. Um, I'll start off with a final here. As the Edmonton Oilers beat Florida Panthers 4-3, to three. Uh, the game winner was uh, by Chris Russell, that's K-R-I-S, uh, with 7.58 left to go, and that was helped set up by rookie sensation Connor McDavid. 4-3. The Washington Washington Capitals beat up on the Flyers 4-1. Not what I was hoping for. Thank you very much, you dirty... Um, Hold on, just trying to get... uh, All right. Um, two goals were scored by Kuzlov's Kuz, uh, Kuzlov to give the 4-1 victory over the Capitals. And it's one nothing Bruins at the end of the first. All right. So now we'll go to the, we'll go to the uh, college uh, hoops here. Starting off with the top 25. Yes, do the top 25 first. Then we'll do the other stuff. Okay. Uh, ooh, here's a shocker. Villa, Butler beat Villanova 74-66. Colleen Martin, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Jalen Brewson, 24 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Oof. Uh, Cantus over TCU, 87-68. Alex Robinson, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Devontae Graham, 17 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. 
Uh, the game that just ended a little while ago, Oregon uh, gets past Cal, California, 68-65. Chris Boucher, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Jabari Bird, 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists. Yeah, yeah. you got a birdie. No. Uh, North Carolina over Louisville, 74-63. Donovan Mitchell, 21 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. And Justin Jackson, 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Another upset here. This is a big one. Syracuse upsets Duke, 78-75. Jason Tatum had 19 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. And John Gibson uh, Gillen, 26 points, 6 assists, and 2 rebounds. Providence uh, upsets Creighton by 2, 68-66. Kyron Cartwright, 13 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds. Justin Patton, 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. And finally, Maryland upsets uh, Minnesota upsets Maryland, 89-75. Dupree McBrayer, 18 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Ivan the Terrible Bender, 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Sorry, I had to do that. Oops. Um, seeing for a few side notes, uh, for a few side notes here. Uh, no, there isn't any side notes, so I'll just go to the rest of the scores down at the bottom, and they go like this. Uh, Houston over UConn, seventy-five to seventy, as uh, UConn seems to be out. Of any contention now. Huh, remember when they were good. Oh boy. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, uh, okay, Vanderbilt over Tennessee, 67 56. Michigan over Rutgers, my home state, 68 64. Jerk. Wake Forest over Pitt, 63 59. Central Florida just edges Temple, 71 69. Reensboro over Mercer, 72 66. Uh, Western Carolina over the Citadel, 84-80. Manhattan over Ryder. Uh, Ryder actually took Manhattan, 93-82. Fordham over Duquesne, 70-52. St. Bonaventure over the St. Joseph's, 83-77. VCU uh, over St. Louis, 64-50. That's Virginia Commonwealth. Vermont over Albany, 64 to 50. I'm sorry, 60, 62 to 50. Excuse me. Hartford over Binghamton, 76-69. New Hampshire over UMass Lowell. Oh, come on, people. Okay, there we go. Over UMass Lowell, 78-67. Lehigh over Colgate, 87-69. I don't mean the toothpaste either. Army over BU, 73-62. American over Army. Just a second here. My computer does not behave itself. Uh, American over Army, 74-58. Bucknell over... All right, keep going. I'll keep going. Um... Stony Brook over no, UMBC over Stony Brook 68-52. I 
Good idea. Uh, Lehigh over Colgate, 8769. Army over BU, 7362. America over Navy, 7458. Bucknell over Lafayette in a big way, 9464. I had a cousin that went to Lafayette years ago. Uh, DePaul just gets past Georgetown, 7165. My Pirates over Xavier, 7164. Hopefully that may be as last-ditch attempt to salvage their season. Holy Cross uh, just beat uh, Loyola, Maryland, 63-62. Texas A- Arkansas over Texas A&M, 86-77. Yeah, UNLV, Air Force over UNLV, 81-58. All right, headlines of the day, because there's nothing else. And Frank was just saying how Nova got punked by Butler. <laughs> oh, boy. Frank, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, over we go now to the headlines of the day. Uh, here's something interesting. Um there's been news on the 2024 Olympics as Budapest pulls out as host of the Olympics in 2024. Now only Paris and Los Angeles are going to be in the running. Um, it says here, the Hungarian government spokesman confirmed the withdrawal to the Associated Press today. The joint decision was by Prime Minister Viktor Orban, Budapest Mayor Istvan Carlos and the Hungarian Olympic Committee will be formally voted on by the Budapest City Assembly. Uh, the governing party said the decision was made to avoid a loss of international prestige for Hungary, which had a very small chance of success. Oh, wow. That hurts. So now we just have, and a decision will be made on who gets the 2024 games in September of this year. Uh, Josh Hamilton of the Rangers had to return to Texas from spring training uh, for reconstructive knee surgery after complaining about discomfort during first full squat workouts, uh, first during uh, running drills this afternoon, as we're just a couple days away from spring training games. Chris Paul returns to the Clippers after suffering a torn ligament in his thumb he was originally expected to be out six to eight weeks, but is clear to play and will return tomorrow. Rockets are looking to get Iman Shumpert, but not for Patrick Beverly, as the Bulls and the Knicks also seek interest in Beverly, but he would rather stay with the Rockets in Houston. Hmm, looks like Houston, we got a problem. Uh, Withers grab, that's Bojan Bogdanovich, as well as Chris Mokoff. Uh, Nets receive a lottery uh, protected draft pick for 2017, as well as Marcus Thornton and Andrew Nickerson, as reported by the newspaper uh, Vertical. Old Miss football poses a self-imposed ball ban after NCAA notice of eight new violations, 21 in total. However, none were related to draft night situation from former linebacker Larry Tunsil, who accepted. Uh, money from 
from the Ole Miss coach. Oh, great. Patriots coach Bill Belichick could be called to testify against Aaron Hernandez and could be a witness for the defense. Jury selection begins next week. Uh, Hernandez stands trial for a double murder in Boston in 2012. Also listed as a possible witness is offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. This is going to get very interesting, folks. Um, all right. As you mentioned, the <laughs> the uh, Michigan doctor was, was, was said. Now, here's what I said. It, he was a team doctor for user for 30 years before all this happened. I'm like, how can how can that be possible? A well-respected doctor and comes down to this. Ugh, just sickening. Um, I got news from my local area uh, that USA and Ireland are going to face in a rematch in a rugby tournament in my home state of New Jersey in Ju- in June. Uh, more information about that as we draw closer to the event, but it's going to be held right near my backyard. <laughs> All right. Um, Dale, with three days, with three and a half days to go now before Daytona. Uh, racing legend Dale Earnhardt says he will consider retiring if he wins the NASCAR Cup title this year, something that he's actually never done before. Um, he took uh, most of last year off after suffering concussion symptoms after a race last year. He does have 26 regular victories and two Daytona titles, but he said winning a NASCAR title would be icing on the cake, and what better way to retire than go out on top? Got a point there. I mean, he is getting old, too. Um, another one may be considering retiring, um, race car glamour, NASCAR glamour puss, um, Danica Patrick, but for different reasons, saying that she's thinking about retiring after suffering a dozen uh, crashes in her career, and it was, di- it was diagnosed by a doctor for another risk of an accident. She said she would retire. So that's uh, safety precautions. And she has never won a major race. Okay, now no sooner as Magic now runs the Lakers, there's already a trade as the sixth man, Lou Williams, is going to the Rockets for Corey Brewer and an unprotected draft selection. Continuing on the Lakers, hires, uh, Lakers uh, they hire a sports agent, Rob Pennington, uh, Penelka, the new as the new general manager. It was a surprise move that happened very quickly. MLB has approved a change for the intentional walk rule, as umpires will now use a dugout signal in an effort to help speed up the pace of the game, and that will go into effect this season. Bears Jay Cutler leads rumors of who could be getting traded. Uh, his contract does not include does not include a no trade clause. So, however, there is a belief that a deal will, re- will require Color and the Bears to some kind of an agreement. But that decision could complicate the situation with the quarterback question who will start as quarterback for the 2017 season. That does complicate things, doesn't it, folks? All right, on the last night, uh, North Carolina State edged Georgia Tech 71-69. Virginia Tech escaped Clemson 71-70. Flames over the Predators 6-5. Uh, Michael 
Skabowski, a center for Maryland, Maryland Terps, is out for the year with a fractured left ankle. It happened during Sunday's loss to Wisconsin. The Leafs were over the Jets 5-4. to four. Blackhawks were over the Wild 5-3. to three. Islanders were over the Red Wings 3-1. to one. And Lightning were over the Oilers 4-1. to one. Wichita was over Evansville, Indiana, 109-183. Uh, Winnipeg Jets captain Blake Wheeler was not pleased after Amy Malkinen did not get suspended for a hit as Malkin appeared to hit Wheeler in the head, yet he escapes suspension. I think maybe he should have got maybe like a few games uh, suspended because it looked like a very nasty hit. So I think, um, you know, he has a point there. Senators forward, Bobby Ryan is out four to six weeks with a broken finger. And wait, it gets even worse. Forward Mark Stone out with a neck injury. And forward Mike Herman was out with a groin injury. And it is not known how long the other two in, other two will be out with their injuries. Ryan was hit by a puck on Sunday. And the NHL and NHL Players Association are in discussions for reducing number of bye weeks next year. Uh, schedule likely limited to two weeks. And half the league is expected to take a bye week. But if the players do go to the Olympic Games next year in Seoul, Korea, the plan for the bye week would be scrapped. Makes sense because you have three weeks off from the NHL anyway. Uh, quarter, uh, Patriots quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo said to ESPN that rumors are indicate that he could be trade in the offseason, but he's trying to think about it so much as he's still under contract with the Dolphins. And not in a decision and is and I'll leave it at that. Uh, a Robert turned the Yankees at camp yesterday, but only as a team advisor, as he said, I'm happily retired from the game and I did think although I did think about it briefly but then I came to my senses and said, forget it. In fact, the Yankees um, are paying him $20 million not to play this season. How about that? According to the terms of his 10-year deal when he was released. Uh, Indiana Pacers are interested in seeking Ogapur um, as they look at the break of the long jam with um, no billet on the roster. So they want to eliminate all. They want to eliminate at least one of them, but didn't say who. Hang on a second. Let's check this out. Okay. Now we're back. Oh, there we go. Two more notes here. Okay. Um, Washington Nationals have reached agreement with Baltimore Orioles catcher Matt Waiters on a two-year, $21 million deal. I know someone who's not happy with that right now, and she'll kill me. Um, the deal breaks down like this. $10 million for the first year and $11 million in change for the second year, but can opt out after the first year is over. He is set to replace the departure of catcher Wilson Rummels, who signed a deal with the Tampa Bay Rays in the offseason. Welters is a four-time All-Star. Last year, bad 243, 
17 home runs and 66 RBIs in 124 games last season. He also homered on both sides of the plate. Uh, the last time that happened with Baltimore was 20 years ago. I believe it was by Roberto Alomar. Houston police say a Tom Brady Super Bowl jersey that was missing is declared a first-degree felony. A jer- for a jersey? Come on. However, the jersey is said to be worth, you ready for this, folks? Half a million dollars. Just for that. He said, I put it in a, I put in a bag, I came out, and then, just like that, it was gone. Brady calls it a piece Calls it a shame because it was a piece of memorabilia. Cubs slugger Sammy Sainane Sosa said he was clean and didn't take any of the steroids during that home run chase back in 1998. And has some regrets, but won't return to Wrigley anytime soon. Not even for not for a reunion. Oof. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are seeking interest in Derrick Rose. He will become a free agent at the uh, this summer. After having an awful season with the Knicks, don't we know it? Coming from the Bulls, but it's unclear what the Wolves will offer. But rumor has it they are looking to trade their longtime veteran point guard, Ricky Rubio. Uh, team president and coach Tom Thibodeau seeks that rookie Chris Dunn as a point guard of the future. Um, but, however, several of the teams are interested uh, in Rose. Former Major League player Rick Angle said he used to drink vodka before the first two starts of his starts with the Cardinals back in 2001. Comments were made on a local station, The Fan 590, as his new book is about to come out. He said before the start of the game, he was scared stupid, uh, feeling the pressure, so he started to drink vodka. And did so at the second game before his anxiety had taken over and then came to his senses knowing that alcohol was not the answer to his problems. The book will be out next month. Uh, West Virginia coach Bob Huggins had a scare on Monday night uh, as he fell to his knees after his defibrillator had gone off. Huggins has used the device um, since he suffered a heart attack 15 years ago and thought he was going to be caught with a technical foul were falling to his knees um, during the game. But after the situation was explained, that was ruled out. And actually, he did return to the game for the second half. So no, um, ser- so no serious injury to report, and he's doing well, and I'm sure he'll be ready for the next game. But still, to have that happen on the court, and, you know, that, that could scare anybody. That's like... I don't know if we'll want to continue the rest of that game if, if there was me. But, and actually, they did wind up winning the game. So, but, uh, you know, i got to watch it, though. And uh, I think that's it. I'm just going to check a few more things before we go and turn it back over to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all right. Um passes out. Um, check the finals. Check the score on the. Did we start the second period yet? And ah, it's now Bruins and Ducks tied one apiece. Fourteen twenty-two to go in the second period. Uh, suck up on me like that. Thanks a lot. Gotcha. 
Yeah. Um, okay, I think my notes are done for this evening, so I'll just turn it back over to you. All right, thanks very much. Uh, my pleasure. Quick update on the Jason Dixon and Gene Myers regions in the second round of the DSR Worst Detroit Sports Media Personality Tournament. First off in the Jason Dixon region, Paul Woods leads Jim Price. Paul Woods leads Jim Price seventy-six to twenty-four percent on Twitter at Jeff Moss DSR. Also, Jeff Rieger, the fifth seed in the Jason Dixon region, region leading the fourth seed Ansar Khan sixty-six percent to thirty-four percent. The third seed, Lynn Henning, leading 87% to Ma- over Matt- Matthew B. Mowry, who has 13%, the sixth seed. And finally, in the Jason Dixon region, we have Bob Lanowski, the two seed, leading number seven, Jeff Seidel, 65% to 35%. To the Gene Myers region, Chris McCoskey blasting Rod Allen, one blasting nine, 70% to 30%. Number 12, Matt Derry, shockingly blowing out number four, David Mayo, 74% to 26%. And we have that. We have three. 355 votes. Right now it says 50% apiece between number three, Pat Caputo, and number six, Dan Leach. Hmm. And finally, number two in the Gene Myers region, Anthony Fennec, leading number seven, Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal, the Lansing sports rag, I guess, 77 to 23%. Anything else before we go, Lewis? Uh, no, that's about it. All right, that'll, that'll close up shop for episode 210 of the Michigan Sports Truth postgame edition on TalkShoe. Another postgame tomorrow night at 10, episode 211. Until then, for Frank Bajner and Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow Frank Bajner on Twitter at Frank underscore Bajner, B-A-J-C-N-E-R. Follow, follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like the show's Facebook page the Michigan Sports Truth. Join our Facebook group, the Michigan Sports Truth, and add Lewis Tenor as a friend on Facebook. I appreciate TTFN. that. Yep. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Bye, folks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.